Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mackie. And since the Judd's Hockey Show crew doesn't let me actually come on their show and spew my hockey takes, I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite companies, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is all about helping your business reach new levels of success through risk management. Find out more about how Federated can help protect your business at federatedinsurance.com. Federated, where it's our business to protect yours. Hockey, yeah. Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Time for Judd's Hockey Show. Zolgad, Declan Goff, Wild uh, against the Jets tonight in Winnipeg, a 2-0 loss. And um, we are going to try and give an effort that exceeds that of the visiting team tonight, Declan Goff, which I think will not be too hard as the Wild falls to the Jets. Um, What would you like to talk about first? Because um, there's a few things, including the... Marcus Foligno's second fight with uh, with Adam Lowry that I think might get him suspended for Saturday's game against the Carolina Hurricanes at the X. Yeah, let's start with that. All right, let's just let's just start with that. What, oh, um, I don't know what I get that 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 those two had fought in the yep. first period. I get that that there was uh, there was still some ill will. I think that I think Foligno didn't like a first period hit that 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 Lowry put on him. And he and so Jordan Greenway was going to defend Felino, which is the reverse of what we ordinarily see. And like Felino came back and tried to jump Lowry and get Greenway out of the way to fight him. And and so two simultaneous brawls broke out, one between uh, Felino and Lowry, the first one, and the second one between Greenway and Dylan. Um, and so they fought again in the third period, and I'm guessing the Felino was still mad about that. Uh, but I will say this. It is a bad idea. It is bad fighting form, at least in, in hockey, uh, to decide that, that you're going to end the fight when you're on top by basically lifting yourself up and putting a knee into your opponent's head. I, I think that is worthy, if nothing else, of at least a one game suspension it's straight up dumb like it's it's honestly dumb from Foligno um and Foligno's the heart and soul this team is the heartbeat of the team I think the guys kind of go how quickly he goes and if there's a scrum he's going to be right there if there's a bad hit he's gonna be right there to defend his guys I respect the hell out of that I'm glad he's still going to be able to provide that and it's a game where the referees are missing calls I get that it's a nice rivalry game. Honestly, it was refreshing to see two teams go out there that just clearly didn't like each other. You know, I, I enjoyed watching that. But 
for Felino to do that when he's down, when the refs have missed calls and well, oh well, but he's upset and he wants vengeance and all, and referees have missed calls. It doesn't matter. You can't do that if you're Marcus Felino. You you simply can't. And now he's probably gonna get a suspension. I I mean, we'll see what the league has to say. You for sure, he's gonna get a, a hefty fine, and now you're gonna be without him. And because oh, what? But the Jets, the, the, these referees were bad. Well, now you're without one of your best players because of a emotional decision. That's like, I, I don't mean to pile it on because hey, like the loss is. I don't really care about the loss. You're eventually you were gonna lose a game, so like I, I don't get upset about that. But when you take your emotions out on that and take a knee to a head, and by the way, this is why I literally cannot listen to the local broadcast when they say that's a well-deserved extra two minutes. What are you talking about, dude? What are you honestly watching where you're defending well, was, that? No, no, no. He, no, no, he, he was saying it was dumb was to it, do, and so he deserved it. I would hope so, Lepanta right? Was, no, but he, he was saying in, in, in uh, his defense, LaPanta was explaining that ordinarily in fights, Foligno, you know, protects his opponent some like he doesn't do that type of crap and lapanta's point was that was a surprising move and it was dumb and he was okay. saying it, it was dumb so he, he was Good. not defending it Good. he was agreeing in fox or not fox bally's cut away from the fight um so you didn't see that until they came back from commercial break yep and they showed it then uh but, but then i believe it was tweeted out by a person who who got it from the broadcast that you were streaming, which was the, yep, the what, Winnipeg one. TSN, TSN. Uh, Jets broadcast, which is great. And they showed it clearly. So, yeah, no, no in, in LaPanta's defense, and I don't defend him a lot, he was saying Good. that was dumb. Yeah, and because, it was dumb. And, yeah. and, and I think Foligno was still upset that he had taken what he considered to be a cheap shot in the first period. But that being said... You can't do that. Like no, that's just, just uh, that's just uh, you can't do good, that. Good, good. I'm I'm glad. Yeah, then no, then he, that's what happened. And, and apologies yeah. on my end if I assumed that. But and and Winnipeg's broadcast was saying basically emphasizing that you just look. It's a it's a rivalry game and tensions are high. But that's just that's bush league. That's that's a bad that's a bad decision to do if you're Marcus Foligno. Mm-hmm. And what I what I enjoyed about the broadcast was throughout the intermission they're talking about man. Remember the you know a few years ago the Wild were a cute team and they're a fun team but now they're 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 a legitimate cup contender and they're taken seriously because of what Bill Guerin's been able to come in and do and change the culture and change that room and they were saying the Jets have kind of hit that stale point this year right there's That's there's true. plenty of talented guys on that Jets team when they're running that first line's humming like what, what we saw in the first period the yep. Jets can be dangerous mm-hmm. but it's also gotten stale and, and things haven't really gone according to plan. And they need a little bit of a shakeup, and they need new blood to kind of recognize that. So good on good on Bally's to recognize too that hey, yeah, that's a bad play from Marcus Foligno. And I, and I'm and but if any other Wild fan too is saying, well, it's because the referees did this or that, that there isn't excusing being oh, a dude to the head, man. I didn't see that. There yeah, no, no, no. Look, officiating in in hockey and basketball and all sports is not great. Um, if you're going to contend to win a championship, you can't lose your cool. It's that yep. simple. Like you Correct. can't, the team can't. Um, and, and if you are upset about a, a hit in the first period, fighting is a way to take care of that, but you can't get out from basically being separated and do what Marcus did. So 
Uh, but here's the weird thing. So here's what I don't get about this entire game. And I don't know if you're going to agree with this point or not. But what I don't get is there were times in that game, like the fights uh, in the first period, like that, like that dust up in the third. There were times in that game where there was definitely a rivalry, high intensity feeling. Overall, I thought it was a lackadaisical game, though. I thought that the Wild looked like, and look, I know they've been off, and they've been off a long time. I mean, that's, yeah, I know the schedule stinks, okay? It stinks for everyone. Um, but it was weird. I couldn't reconcile the fact that that you had these, these moments of fighting and, like, really intense play. I'm all for that, right? Like, it, like it had a playoff type uh, at those times feel to it. But the majority of that game from the Wild perspective was... Um, I don't know. It was like it was like the wild could never find its stride. It it was like, and you know, now I don't don't know after what three or four four more days off they're going to come back Saturday and play a good Canes team. I don't know if they're going to get back and find it then. But like it was a very odd game because it didn't have an overall feel that I can put my finger on because you did have that um, hard checking fighting aspect at times but like the second period to me was it was boring a yawner yeah it was it was boring so i had some chances but for lack of yeah. a better term it was a yawner yeah i mean even in the first period um i thought it was entertaining you know capo cockney was on his game the jets were flying up and down the ice and i was like oh wow and this was a big moment for capo i mean shifley gets a kind of an awkward goal on the power play but he kind of just thought all right you know but That'll happen, but also good for Capo. I thought there was moments in that first period where it could have been a lopsided Jets affair, and he made some very keen saves. And in fact, I think my biggest takeaway is again um, that Capo Kakinen has proven that he's he's legitimate. He's he's a legitimate goaltender. Can he carry you for four rounds and get you to a Stanley Cup? We'll wait and see on that. But he has earned playing time, and he's earned trust. I, I think that performance tonight. There's nothing wrong with how Capo Kakinen played tonight. Uh, the Jets did a phenomenal job defensively of slowing the wild. I mean, I, I don't really like to, I sometimes don't like to put on my hockey brain and say, man, did you watch the neutral zone tonight? But it, it took a novice to realize the jets slowed everything down in the neutral zone. And then when the wild were in the offensive zone, turnovers, just not getting pucks through trying to do too much. I mean, the wild kind of beat themselves in that way too, in their offensive zone tonight. And Hey, you're going to lose a game. So it's not, it's, the, the loss isn't like a crippling loss or a bad one by any means because eventually this high was going to come down. They haven't lost a game in damn near six weeks. Um, but I, I thought the biggest takeaway to me was the dumb decision by Felino to knee the guy, but also Capo Kakinen having a, a worthwhile performance to still earn the trust from this coaching staff. Yes, and he needs to continue to play. Like th- This is how you're, you're going to, to keep him um, him in in a cycle where I think he can be as effective as possible which does not mean that Cam Talbot shouldn't play, but they both have to play. Um, I think to your point about the neutral zone, so so this is going to go to an interesting place because that game certainly was not, but I think to what you're saying, Declan, about the neutral zone, um, there are certain teams that the Wild could play in the first round that will play that game. Yep. They will play that game. And here's the thing. you got to fight through that. Now, I think if you get to, like, the Avs, it's going to, to be the the, uh, the wild that would be smarter to try and slow them down. But I could certainly see a wild first-round opponent playing the game that the Jets did 
And um, it's not fun. It's boring at times. But you got to fight through that. Like, you can't be like, well, we don't got it tonight. Seven-game first round, you've got to set a tone. And by that, I'm, I mean, you have to impose your will on your opponent. And, and allowing that opponent to gum up the neutral zone and just say, what can we do? Right. Is not an excuse. And and that's what, and this is a talker as the playoffs approach to decks. This is going to be very intriguing because we are going to find out really truly, and the playoffs are a different animal completely, what type of coach Dean is in that situation. Because you've got to go into a playoff series ready for everything and prepared to adjust. You've got to have that. And I mean, that's tough. That is really tough. But but you, when you're going to play a series against an opponent that is, you know, certain to try and frustrate you, Dex, yeah. your coaching staff has to go into that series and a game like tonight with a really good idea of how you're going to break through. Because you can't just get done with two games and be like, well, this isn't going well. Not to get too far ahead of our skis, but let's just call it what it is it's very likely that Colorado and Minnesota are probably going to finish one and two in the central division. I don't know if Minnesota will catch Colorado, but with the wild having games in hand still on Nashville, who has 46 of the wilds, 42 uh, St. Louis having 44 games played all likelihood. The wild are probably going to finish in second place in the division that there's still plenty of games to, to play. But that means if it went Colorado, Minnesota, one and two, I think it's honestly likely that the predators and blues will be fighting out for three and four. Just things have been distanced so much between the fourth and fifth place team right now. Like the Blues are in fourth in the division, but they have a nine point lead on the fifth place Dallas Stars. So, like, um, pending a miraculous comeback and a miraculous collapse between now and the end of the season, you actually kind of know what four teams are going to be in the central division for the most part. And you definitely know Minnesota and Colorado are for sure the locks right now. So, let's say the Wild are two and they have to play a St. Louis team that's three. Mm-hmm. That is That is not. A gimme. Like tonight, tonight is a blueprint of how the Wild could lose a series mm-hmm. um, if you play that way. I, I personally think if, if you were to ask me right now, hey, Dex, you got Wild and Blues in a best of seven series in the first round. Do you think the Wild win? I would say yes, I do think the Wild will win. This isn't this this game doesn't doesn't scare me and say, oh, no, I'm, I'm completely out. I'm not going to be a shock jock in that regard. However, this is a blueprint that other teams can use. Here's how we can beat the Wild. Can we slow them down? Because in, in with when it was Vegas and Minnesota this last year, you know it was basically, can we slow Kirill Kaprizov down? And then we, as being Vegas, we have enough depth. We're going to beat them. We have the goaltending. We'll win that series. Right. Now, hey, credit to the Wild. They forced the seven games. Forced to seven games. They made it interesting before bowing out in that seventh game. But if, if you play a St. Louis team who's big and physical, kind of remind you of the Jets, right? They're a better, they're a better Winnipeg Ryan Jets. ROR. They have they have talent up top and they have size up and down their lineup. Yep. Th- this is I wouldn't be concerned because I'm not concerned, but this is how you can lose a series if you play like this because because basically Winnipeg gave a blueprint of how you can beat Minnesota. Yeah, and I, I think the thing is, and this was not the case tonight, but it is going to need to be in a playoff series. You absolutely cannot, and it will be a, it will be a problem. And the Wild will be ripped, and they should be in the playoffs, Dex, if both of those first two lines 
are shut down. This is where the emergence of Boldy with Fiala becomes so important because, you know, last spring, the Golden Knights did what? They shut Kaprizov down. And it was like, oh my God, you know, but if that is the case, Fiala doesn't have a player with him who's good enough to lift him up. And now you're basically in trouble. Now it went the distance, which was good, but you still lost and Kirill Kaprizov became far less of a factor against the Golden Knights in that playoff series. So what you can't have happen, and I don't care who you're playing, I don't care if it's the Blues or um, or the Avs, whatever, you can't have both of your top two lines shut down. And that and and this is also where we get into the very uh, the very interesting and sticky question of are those top two lines do they have all of the components possible to win? And that's where we come back to. <laughs> if you want to advance in these playoffs upcoming with, by the way, a good team, do you have to make a trade for a center to either put with Zuccarello and Kaprizov or Boldy and Fiala? Um, and it might not be like a true number one top line guy, but it has to be closer to that than you might have right now in Hartman and especially Goudreau, who's fast. But I'm telling you, the problem in the playoffs where things get mucked up and time and space disappears, Frederick Goudreau's of the world ordinarily don't excel. Now, he has had some good games, I know, with the Predators in the playoffs. That being said, this would be a lot to put on his plate. Yeah, and and that's the million dollar question the Wild have to figure out because Frederick Goudreau's been an awesome player for the Wild when he's been asked to play, he's done his part, but is he a difference maker? Like if you, if if you seriously go into a series against Colorado or if you had to play Vegas or if you had to play a team that has more size down the middle, do you feel do you feel good that Frederick Goudreau can be there for four rounds, no. help you get 16 wins Hell and ultimately no. win a Stanley Cup? No. no. You don't. Well, well, the Wild won, you know, eleven of their last twelve games, and they haven't lost game regulation. Seems like it's going well. There, what's happening in January is a completely different. What the regular season of hockey compared to what's ha- going to happen in April and May is a completely different beast. Just to show too what happened in this Winnipeg Jets game, and again, credit Winnipeg. They did a phenomenal job here of shutting down lanes. The majority of the Wild shots here, as from natural stat trick, show. They came up from this top point here. Not a ton out in front. Not a ton in the slot there, as you see in the Minnesota Wild the zone over the cursor. All over again. Oh this my is God. exactly this is exactly how the Blues beat the Wild. That no no shots from high danger areas. A bunch of shots from up top, which goaltenders will take all damn day long. Um, not you know, Corsi wise, Kaprizov's line was fine tonight, but I would say it, it was not really noticeable. It wasn't a big difference maker. Bold, Fiala and Boudreaux, too. Uh, Fiala and Boldy. I just morphed all their names into one. Fiala and Boldy's line, too, wasn't really that noticeable. And that's where if I would get the center, I would plug it between those two dudes. And Goudreau, if he wants to figure out a way to play left line wing on the fourth line or whatever it is, we can make that work. But I, I do think of at the end of the day, they'll have to call. It could be Rossi, too. Like, you know, don't rule out Marco Rossi. But just by judging how the Wild have treated their prospects... Boldy last year, Rossi this year. I wouldn't count on Marco Rossi being available in the postseason. Let's talk about Rossi for a second, because I mean, I think he is probably going to to be very good. I mean, hell, he, he might be a star. I don't know. 
Um, his point production in in um, the AHL in Des Moines has been fantastic. Yeah. So I think he has a bright future. Um, in having watched him briefly when he was called up, okay, he looked like a guy who who is not ready yet to hit his stride in this league. And I don't see a lot of good in saying we're going to call him up for the playoffs and he's going to play on the fourth line, right? Or the third line. He is a, he is a top two line guy. The first day that you decide that he is prepared to be here permanently Dex, And ultimately he is hopefully your first line guy. Um, The playoffs would be a hell of a time for a guy of his size and, and his age to say, Okay, we couldn't trade for um, for Hurdle or Drew, and so we're going to plug you in. I, I think that ask is too much. So I just don't like the idea. Um, if you think, and I do, that this team can make a run. Like, I think this is a good team. And, and I think when they're playing well and they're playing the right way, and especially with what we're seeing in goal, which is going to be absolutely enormous, um, that this team has the ability – to make a run, and that is at least getting to the second round and playing the abs tough, which is going to be tough, but it's possible. All of that being said, I don't think that 2022 is the time to say, Marco Rossi, we need you now. Right. I just don't I don't think it's fair, and I don't think and I don't think it's a bankable statement. I don't think that you can say, like, Marco Rossi didn't play well in the playoffs in 2022. What happened there? It's just, it strikes me as as a premature ask. And look, I'll give them credit. I I and you, I believe, both questioned the fact that, that Boldy didn't play against the Golden Knights last spring. Matthew Boldy, for the most part, has been terrific. Yeah. And they, and they basically slow-cooked him, and that's fine. My point being is I think we have to defer to Bill Guerin and this, uh, this um, executive staff. As far as their decision with Boldy, when we look at Rossi as well now, and so and and look, they might come back Saturday and play a great game. I just thought that tonight had some real components of what a playoff game is going to look like. Yeah, and and you bring up a great point when you see a team get gummed up in the neutral zone as much as they did. That is a really good thing to translate to. Okay, what are you going to do the next time that takes place? And being frustrated is not the answer. Correct. Not letting your emotions spill out. And that's how to you get beat in the playoffs. Like people hate Ryan Reeves. People hated Steve Ott. People don't like Bertuzzi. They don't like Matt Cook. Those kind of guys feast on your weak emotions like that. Yep. Like I know a lot of people despise that kind of goon player. That's why those goon players get employed, dude. That's why they, that's why they end up having careers. That's what they're made to do. Wild fans hated Ryan Reeves against the Knights. And Ryan Reeves is a cheap, dirty player, but guess what? He stands up for his teammates and he feasts oh. on the weak-mindedness. That's what Ott, that, that gives him strength, man. Ott was worse. And Ott was worse. Like, like Reeves is a tough guy who, who can make some questionable plays. Ott was one big skating was, questionable play. Yeah, he was it's a pirate. Like this, it's like, what are you doing? Right. But you're right. It works, and it, it throws works. guys off. And that's the thing is, if you get caught up in that crap, you're done. Yep. Like you're not going to beat that in the playoffs because guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you right now when the playoffs start, the whistles are going to be swallowed. Yes. So like we can complain all we want and be like, how could you not call that? This is not, but look, 
it's a combination of skill and grit and the ability to agitate. And and that's my point is if you play the Avs, the first game, I have Felino and Greenway bumping Kemper. Not not something dirty, but I mean I am getting in Darcy Kemper's head. Because yes. I know that if he's I get planning. there, he's gonna fall apart. Yep. So like a cheap suit, which is yeah. great, but that's the type of stuff that you have to do. Speaking of getting your heads, but in positive ways, Judd. Tell our audience what uh, Livy has been able to do for you over these last oh, eight to ten you, weeks. Dex. Yeah, uh, guess what, folks? Thirty plus pounds, and as Dex just said, that comes because of my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. I have, um, I have had success in this program. I want you to as well. If you're trying by springtime, if you're saying right now, Judge, you've taken off pounds. How can I do it so I can I can fit into my clothes for spring and feel good? I want you to join me. It's called the I Did It Eight Week Challenge, where you get your first eight weeks for free. Just as a reference point, in the first eight weeks, I dropped 26 pounds. So we're talking about dropping 26 pounds for free and then more. So 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. And, and the best part, you can do it if, if you're in the metro, the outstate, or outside the state. If you are a Wild fan right now in Colorado, let's say that you are among Avs fans, and you're saying, I have to drop some weight in Judd's programs. It sounds good, but it's not, it's not here. It is. Do a consultation on Zoom. Get the food. Um, do consultations every week. Livia.com will change your life, and it doesn't matter where you live. Love it. Good for you, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, I just I, – I, I am not panicked, to be mm-hmm. clear, okay? It's one game. It's a game against the Jets, first game back. Um, I do think that we have had an interesting conversation here. Though, because it did look, it did look like what a what a team will do in the playoffs. Yes, and and so I think as we start to see this now, um, and and just as far as the good goes too, Capo, you're exactly right. Your goaltending right now, Capo looks good, man. Is looking really good. Yeah. It's looking really good. And if you can go into the playoffs really confident in, in your in Talbot and Capo, or just one of them, but you're confident. You know, that's enormous. That is, but you've got to consider those top two lines. The only, you cannot have those top two lines get, get shut down. One of them can have an off night, but you've got to have the other pick you up. Yep. And that's where I think eventually they'll just, they'll have to address something in the middle there. Cause Fia and Boldy are great, but they, they need, and it, look, Chris, I, I know people, right. I know people balked at Chris Tierney, but like Chris Tierney, in my opinion, is an upgrade. Analytics might say, no, he's not. But he's playing on a bum-ass Ottawa team, man. Like, I I wouldn't look back. And he's a playoff veteran. And to be honest, I trust Chris Tierney to wake something up more than what Frederick Goudreau provides. So well, it might not be Thomas Hurdle. It might not be Brock Nelson, to my reckless speculation. But, like, oh, a guy like Chris him. Tierney, that would be an upgrade. And it would also only cost you pennies. It wouldn't yeah. cost you anything. The question is this. And this, is, this would be tough because you would have to part with some good prospects. But keep in mind, uh, from the rankings that you pointed out today came out, the Wild is number three, according to the Athletic, correct? Yep. Number three, and I believe they go 10 prospects deep. So this is not like a top five, it's 10. Um, Claude Giroux, who Caleb Smith just said right there, give me Claude. Uh, 
Claude Giroux really intrigues me if you're willing to pay the price. And here's why he's a captain. So I think he'd fit into your room perfectly. Like I don't have a lot of fear there because this team does have chemistry and that's important. Like you can't just say, we're going to get some guy. He's going to be really good. And Oh, by the way, he's not well liked or he's not liked. Um, That has to play a role. And Bill Guerin, who was a captain himself at one time will consider that. But you know, Dex, he is, he is, going to be a free agent at the end of the season but if you plug Claude Giroux in man I I just I I'm bordering on I don't want this team to mortgage its future and I don't think Bill Guerin would I don't think so I don't think he's going to get had but that being said to your long-standing point and it's a good point um there are times where opportunity knocks knocked right now and this is a time like like you are yeah. this is a this is i don't think you're going to have every year feel the special like this team is good it's it's gelled there's a lot to like here and if you plug the right piece in i am not going to say that you have no chance to get past the abs and if you can get past the abs decks you got a real chance so so i sort of go to um team declan here this doesn't feel like, uh, well, take your shot, and if it fails, that's fine. This feels like like a weird, a weird year in a good way, where you probably should really consider long and hard what would give you a chance. For all my Breaking Bad fans who are watching or listening to this show right now, we are the one who knocks. Okay, the Wild are the one who knocks. We are the danger. Let yourself be the damn danger here, okay? And if you have a prospect pool and you have draft picks and things are working, you're Don't at the end. You're at, you're, yeah, I won't die at the Well, I, I'll give yeah, my life for the betterment of someone Blue. else. Yeah. Great, great song. Great song. Finger, fantastic And, and song. one of the best series finales of all time. I could it talk was, about I could talk about that show and series for for the next 30 minutes, which I won't which I won't do, but if you have a prospect pool that's this deep, this is this is the luxury. This is the luxury you have. I'm not Indeed. asking to go give up on Boldy or Rossi or even Jesper Wallstead, even though I've suggested it. You don't have it's to do that. Fair. You wouldn't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You can I'm do saying that that second pool. Yes. The second pool and a draft pick or two, like something like that. You start there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they, they go so deep now. I am not. The, the problem was Chuck would give away draft picks like candy. Yep. And then he had no farm system. Correct. Uh, between, well, it started with Fenton and now with Garen, they've built up a system that's really impressive. So like, th- this is why you do that. It, to, to quote Phil, this is what the twins would never do. Yeah. You know, like we are now have this deep talent pool and, and the top three to five are going to be great, but are we really going to hold on to five or six, the, you know, fifth or sixth ranked prospect? No. Or are we going to make an impact make move, move that gives you a chance to win? And again, I think if you do this right, you've got a chance. I might be crazy, but I really think that you've got a chance against the abs. And if you can knock off the abs, you got a chance to win the cup. Yeah, exactly. So go do it. Just go throwing do it, it out there. Brand throwing the it out there. Throwing we'll it. See, it we started with a loss and we end with talk of a cup. I am so positive when it comes 
to this team. All right, tell folks where, where they, they can consume more uh, Score North content, and then I'm going to go to bed. All right, uh, hit that subscribe button right here on this YouTube channel for daily Minnesota sports entertainment. It's Judd Zolgad. I'm Jacqueline Goff. If you want more Minnesota Wild Entertainment, hit the subscribe button. We're also on Apple, Spotify. The Score North app is a central hub for everything we do. Write that down predictions tomorrow on Mackie and Judd and also on Purple Daily, our secondary YouTube channel. Plenty of speculation and, and talks of, of what's next for the Minnesota Vikings. Hit the subscribe button there as well. We usually play this is about winning, but for the first time in seven weeks, the Wild have not won a game. So I will not be playing that from our friend of the show, Bill Guerin. But as we do say, pass, shoot, score. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA. That's DNA to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.